0: Hello and welcome to the Powerful Personal Brand Podcast, where my guests and I share tips to help and inspire you to build a great personal brand to increase your visibility and authority. On today's episode, my guests and I talk about content marketing and the importance of content marketing, and we also talk about ChatGPT and how it's really affecting the content marketing world and what you should know. So let's get into it. I am your host, Claire Bond, and on today's episode, I am very excited to be joined by Eric Ita. Eric's love for dog training began with his first dog over 15 years ago, and so did his desire to learn about photography and film. He studied film at the University of Nevada in Las Vegas, and as a content creator, he began actively making videos for social media during the pandemic, and some of his most viral videos caught the eye of producers at Good morning america and other news outlets upon realizing the need for more dog trainers in the community he started offering services and group classes he now has worked with dogs in europe africa and in the us in his free time eric enjoys playing musical instruments reading watering plants and hiking with his dog capri eric thank you so much for being here
1: thank you for having me
0: yeah I'm good. So I want to give people a little bit of a backstory. So I found you, Eric, I found you on Instagram and probably, I don't know, three to six months ago. And I just loved the way I feel like a lot of times... Um, influencers, dog trainers, they kind of condescend sometimes. Like, sure. I, the, like I am, you know, I know all this stuff and they just have a condescending way about them. You have silly videos that you make. You have a ton of fun making it looks like. And yeah. I feel like you have teaching within your content, but it doesn't feel like I'm being like spoken down to or being preached at or anything like that. And I was like, you know, if there's anyone that's going to deal with our crazy Bo and Trixie, it's you. And you happen to be in LA and you trained our crazy pups. And I really feel, cause we've gone through so much training. I really feel like we learned a lot. So then after we did our training, I invited you to be on the show um, because I was like, yeah. you know, you know a thing or two about personal branding. You have over a million followers on TikTok, 270,000 followers on, on Instagram. And I know you, you have a, a YouTube channel. Like that's huge. Yeah. How long did yeah. it take you to build? that following.
1: The thing with content creating is that you, you mean to do it and you start off with the intention, but then no one's watching the videos initially.
0: And mm-hmm.
1: so you get dissuaded. So I've been dissuaded many times over the last 10 years, let's say. Oh,
0: wow. And okay.
1: I originally, because I, originally, I travel so much, I originally wanted to make travel content. So I started off doing that, but then I, I would only travel once every two or three months. So then it just mm-hmm. was hard to be consistent because after a while, mm-hmm. I used up all of the videos. So then um, I, I opened up a YouTube channel and tried to do that. And then it just, it was just, just not so easy to, to do a lot of the things that I yeah. wanted to do originally. And the, the dog, the dog training really happened by accident. I just, I mean, I happened to have dogs and I wouldn't, I would never have thought to just put a camera on myself because, you know, I like to be, I like to take, photos of things and like other things and share those things so Mm -hmm. I never would have thought to turn the camera around on myself Mm -hmm. but I think uh 2019 or so is where where I started doing that because uh I don't even I'm not even really sure why (laughs) it was just a therapy it was therapy for me because I think that I just winded down from traveling so much and all of a sudden I was just had a lot more time so um, I was just trying trying to show just what I was doing in my normal life. So I would say mm-hmm. that I would say that it's it's been let's say ten years or four years.
0: I think, that, yeah. and I think that's an important thing for people to know. And I, whenever right. we bring on our our clients because we work with executives and, and CEOs mainly, they're always so afraid of being in front of the camera. And I'm like, no, no, no. Now's the time because no one's watching. Make all the mistakes. Right. Yeah, because. You can. And so how did you develop your online persona?
1: The first thing I thought about was how am I going to create or, or exist in a way that I can do this continuously? Because I felt, I felt like if I, if I was too perfect and I had everything set up beforehand and, you know, was in the right environment with the right lighting and all of these things, then I would have to keep consistently doing that, which there are people who have areas that are set up and, and things like that. But,
0: I do again because
1: yeah 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 because <laughs> because my lifestyle is so random and I'm always here or there traveling. I wanted to I wanted to pick the most original routes that way that way wherever I was I could still create content and it, it would make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so so that was the sort of driving force behind just deciding to deciding not to pick one location and have that the a, a vignette of. Of uh, you know what the video would look like. So for me, it's just been it was just a a decision to to choose the same the same sort of style because that's just who I am, mm-hmm. and not try to think too much about perfecting it.
0: Okay. So, so like basically, way. when your video like so essentially as far as like a persona is concerned, like it's you. You're just like I'm not yeah, yeah. putting I on anything. Or i literally like
1: wake up i literally wake up i've got a i've got three stands around the house one in the garage one in the kitchen and then one in my living room and i literally will just wake up and whatever idea comes to mind i will just press record and just talk into to the camera i try yeah. not to think too much about about that and i li- i have dreams about what i'm going to say sometimes because at this point it just feels like that's my life now yeah. sometimes i'll have i'll have a random dream about what cool idea of something that pops in my head that I've maybe perhaps thought about the night before. And then the next morning, as soon as I wake up, I'm like, Oh, gotta go record. And that's why a lot yeah. of times I look unprepared. Like people say that I've got like homeless vibes because <laughs> 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 I just show up and, do, and just do it. But for me, I've, I, I think it's more effective that way, because then I don't have to think too much about, about, you know, how it, how it looks or how it comes across.
0: Yeah, but I think that, I mean, you know, as somebody that's seen a lot of your videos, I, what you say doesn't come across as homeless vibes. Like, you know, if someone says like you have, it doesn't, so it doesn't, I think that that doesn't necessarily matter because it's what you're actually conveying is actually useful information. And, um, so that's always really good. So if someone else is like, I want to be an influencer because like Mm -hmm. who doesn't, um, how should they curate their identity and should they tailor things differently for each platform? Because I know you're on different platforms. Do you yeah. think kind of like one size fits all? Do you tailor? What are your thoughts?
1: Uh, no, it's definitely not one size fits all. You have to tailor it. I think, so let's let's pick YouTube, for example. With YouTube, people, people go on there actively searching a question that needs an answer and they're willing to watch through the whole process to get to the end of it. So if it's a 20 minute long video, they're willing to sit through and watch that. So with, Mm -hmm. with that, you have the ability to explain things with more detail and you can be a lot slower and make sure that people are really digesting the content. And, uh, I think with TikTok, because we're just scrolling through, we have a very limited period there where we can capture the attention. And so for me, it's, I, with TikTok, I don't use, I try my best anyway, not to use words like I and me and, you know, things like that, I, 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 I realize that no one cares about me. And that's, I think, an important thing that a lot of people don't realize
0: mm-hmm. is
1: when I'm watching a video, I don't care about the person. I just care about wh- what they're trying to say. So the way that I've doctored TikTok is that I start off with the problem. So here's the reason why this thing is not working, after which I will then choose to introduce myself. My name is Eric, and these are the ways to solve that. So yeah. then, whoever is interested in it gets. I get them within that first period of a few seconds, which then allows me to go into the, the details. But but I do take, I do take the idea of YouTube and apply it to TikTok in a certain way because YouTube's YouTube's platform is set up in a way where you where your your best videos will will be like here are five things to do or five things not to do or the the top seven ways where you can or you know. Three things to avoid, whatever it is. So mm-hmm. I, w- I will simply not say that and just say what the three things are with TikTok, hmm. if that makes okay. sense.
0: Yeah. Right. No, I mean, um, a lot, obviously, different people. You know, yeah. with, with CEOs and things like that, but all the same parameters apply. And I think that that's one of the yeah. biggest things I was actually, um, speaking to somebody else on, on a, uh, another podcast. And we talked about how, like, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't like personal branding because it sounds so selfish and all this kind of stuff. Right. And I was just like, well, if that's how you think, then you're doing it wrong because. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's one of the biggest things like, influ- you know, people are like, Oh, I want to be an influencer. I want a million followers, but you're like, what does that, what, but someone actually, you have to give it good information so that people actually care and are invested. No one's just going to follow you because yeah. the, like the Kardashian effect, like it's just right. fame. For I, I never
1: same. liked, sorry, I don't I. You don't I know. mean to cut you off, but I never liked the, the word influencer or, or when people yeah. say I'm an influencer and that's my job because I think ch- not many people have true influence, like to have true influence, people have to actually care about, you know, a lot of, a lot of what they're doing, they, they're, they're whatever the reason is for how they became popular on social media, then all they're doing is just one week, they're selling this thing and then the next week is another thing and there's no consistency. Mm-hmm. So
0: how do you differentiate, like what's the difference for you between like celebrity and like a popular content creator? I feel like you've touched upon it just now, but is there any, are, sure. is there anything else that you see differentiates the two?
1: A celebrity is celebrated for something or okay. for, for their, for their talent. You know, there is a, there is a, a true talent and a true ability that's being celebrated worldwide mm-hmm. and understood as well. And I think that, uh, you know, that's difference. The influencer is, I, I don't consider that a celebrity. I think that, I think that it's just popularity. Mm -hmm. and popularity is relative someone who is an influencer in one country perhaps goes to a whole nother country and no one knows who they are um a a celebrity can go anywhere and there will be people who know them because they're largely celebrated by the the populace Mm -hmm. and and for for good reason you know
0: yeah so so i you know I have to. I have to ask. I know, you know, as someone who is quite popular, that you get a lot of feedback online. So, what's your yeah. feeling? What are your thoughts on online feedback, reviews? Like, how do you feel about those?
1: I personally do not care about reviews because I don't. I don't depend on them to get to get work. I think that in my 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 line of work is unique, and I I find that because. Of the large social media presence there will be people who obviously disagree with your your opinions and your thoughts and some people are very vindictive and will purposefully go try to ruin your name you know and 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 when they have the ability to do it on a google review or anything like that so i've not i've chosen not to um set myself up that way because Mm -hmm. first of all i don't i don't i don't work based on that review structure i think yeah. i think my work is just i show it and it speaks for itself and yeah. i don't want to give people any ability to to you know whatever whatever they gain from that i don't want to give them any any power at all so yeah. personally I, reviews are great there's nothing wrong right. with them uh, for for most businesses i think a lot of people depend on on good reviews but i think that it's hard it's hard because you can't um you can't moderate it properly
0: if mm-hmm. someone
1: decides they want to go say something mean about me or, or whatever the case is or even an ex-girlfriend personal problem <laughs> and then they go yeah. there and they try to they try to ruin your name you know there's the the, the process to remove that is strenuous it's, and
0: yeah and, I um, our previous business we used to help people build their online presence for online dating and LinkedIn and for some yeah. reason Yelp picked uh, up our address and put us in on like Yelp, New York. And someone Mm -hmm. wrote a review, we had like two reviews and they were great. But I had a friend who had a business who had significant problems because like, she they had a food truck and somebody literally gave them a horrible review because the Coke was not cold. And like things like that, they were just like absolutely ridiculous. But basically Yelp said, okay, we can take that down but you need to pay us an exorbitant rate in right. order to curate to these it. things, and so I literally was like, "That's terrifying." So I and called them. And that's a business um, for them. Yeah, and so I said, yeah. "I want my my Yelp, uh, you know, profile taken down because I yeah. didn't want a bad review because I didn't yeah. want to have to deal with that." It's so. Right. I agree. Yeah. I I saw I saw like something with with Anthony Bourdain. He was said there's nothing worse than like a like a master yelper, somebody that like does like tons of Yelp reviews because those are (laughs) Yeah.
1: yeah yeah. The only people who leave reviews are the people who had a quote unquote bad experience. Yeah. So the general public really shouldn't care about reviews, but unfortunately, people still do. Whenever I yeah. go to a, whenever I go on Airbnb and, you know, and I see a negative review, I don't pay attention to it because I know that I know that there are people who are just stubborn naturally and will find fault in anything. So personally, I just I don't pay that much attention to reviews and I don't care for them in my own personal.
0: I I form. feel like sometimes I do care. I like Air, like Airbnbs. I don't know are,
1: no 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 of course there are absolutely times <laughs> when you should when you yeah should you're read like the re- uh. but what i what, what i'm saying is that if i went through and there's like a hundred good reviews and then oh, out of, yeah and then there's like three or four i'm not going to pay attention to that
0: yeah you know no i i actually it's funny because uh my husband actually was, is always like well go to the go to the bad reviews first and see if they're yeah, real yeah. Sure. Like and worth even looking at, and if they're not, then then only listen to the good reviews. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, if there's something that gets like, stupid, their coke was you know their coke was not right. cold, or right. they spoke to me strangely, or I don't know. Yeah. You're just like, come on, <laughs> get a life.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, I think a couple of good reviews is enough. But I mm-hmm. but I I I had a situation where a fellow trainer was was dealing with someone who we met in person who they just had a disagreement. And that, that person went on his page and wrote him a negative review, a long one, lengthy one. And then he had to go beg his friends, his followers, to, to go and, you know,
0: make it go make, down. Yeah, yeah,
1: and just balance yeah. it out a bit and stuff. And you have to beg people for reviews. No,
0: mm-hmm. The
1: people who should leave reviews don't usually do it.
0: Yeah. And uh, I know. I, I also, those
1: I, yeah. <laughs> and I also am not one to beg anyone for anything. So. Yeah, I just don't bother.
0: So you, so you've obviously been doing this for a while. So ten years total, and we've already talked about a Mm -hmm. little bit of an evolution from from travel to now dog training. But like, tell us how it's kind of evolved over the last few years since you really kind of got into it in twenty nineteen.
1: Well, when I when I started off, I I so this is my theory on on when you start something. I think Mm -hmm. that if you want to create inside conversation. You should find the people who who have opposing views and you should pander to them because they will sit there and try to argue with you or try to claim that they're right and all that does from the point of view of the algorithm is it says oh this video must be interesting because there's so much interest so Hmm. that that was originally what i when i started that's what i was doing so like a
0: video to like essentially counter what somebody else was saying essentially
1: no 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 not even not like a like a stitch or nothing like that but so so let's say the idea is uh we have we have positive only trainers which are people who just believe in using you know positive reinforcement treats and things Mm -hmm. like that and they wouldn't dare correct the dog for any reason and they want the dog to have the freedom of choice you know all of these things and it feels nice and simple and then there are people who also believe in adding corrections to prevent the video uh, to prevent behaviors from from continuing and so so it's basically like two schools of thought and mm-hmm. so you have the so for me instead of instead of which is what what anyone should do is just like focus on your own thing and talk about your thing, I would start off saying this is why they are wrong
0: ah uh, okay
1: so this is why positive only training doesn't work, and then go into details and all of the positive only trainers would then come on the page and, and insult me or say this or say that or whatever the case was. And I grew thick skin because I, I had a purpose <laughs> and, and the purpose was simply to create more, more conversation. And so then at some point I would just light the fire and let them in, work through it in the comment section. And I would yeah. come in and just like leave like an emoji or something and they would get pissed off. And so all of that was just like, <laughs> was, was just one of my favorite strategies in the beginning. Um, yeah. but, but then this year I've sort of grown from that because okay. I, I no longer, you know, now, now the pages are growing. Like I've got, I, I grew maybe 10,000 more people the last week, just out of a couple of videos that, that I yeah. posted, you know? So now it's just on a roll and I don't mm-hmm. need to like insight conversation or, or Pick on anyone, nothing like that. But yeah. I think I think it's a good strategy as long as you're being, you, you know, you're being relatively respectful to, to well, find as, the people.
0: As far as as dog training goes, I could tell you that the positive training did not work for my little crazy crazy pups <laughs> because no, yeah. I mean, because it was. I just remember having a trainer and and she was like, when Trixie gets crazy and she's barking at like, right. yeah, she's like coming after somebody like in the house just throw yeah. a treat in the opposite direction to, to right. she'll be able to see the, she'll look at the tree and keep running at the person. You're just yeah. like, no, this doesn't help it, my crazy dog. Like you don't. Right.
1: <laughs> so, there are many situations where it's not worked. Even I get, yeah. I get referrals from PetSmart because they have to use positive training methods only. And oh. sometimes maybe I shouldn't have said PetSmart specifically, but just different <laughs> dog training places. Um, yeah. But but they, if they can't handle the dog, they forward them to other people perhaps. Yeah. And so it just, and there's nothing wrong with it. If you've got a puppy and you start from scratch and you are molding all those behaviors with, yeah. you know, that's easy. But then when you're dealing with reactivity and aggression and like resource guarding and all these things and just bad behaviors in general, you know, yeah. dogs at a certain point, you can give them a chicken a chicken wing and they'll just look at it and they, they don't care for it because perhaps yeah. they're still stressed out um yeah. or or just just any behavior you don't want like it's just like a it's like as the same as a child you know you you use whatever you need to do po- positive mm-hmm. punishment negative punishment you take you take an xbox away from a child and tell them to go clean their room that is punishment
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know so the, the the word punishment is just so People get so pissy about it, but there are many forms of it. It's not, it's not just physical, you know. Yeah. Um, And and but yeah, but that's 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 what I do. I I do,
0: I do like that. I I will say there, you know, there are a lot of standalone videos, uh, podcasts, and things that I do, and they're essentially that. Sometimes I literally, I don't call call people out, but sometimes I've literally created videos directly Mm -hmm. addressing a client and some like whatever that they did like one of them i, I actually had a former client who, who was like um did not ha- had never done a speaking engagement but she wanted paid speaking engagements i said okay here's the yeah. path you have to like do online then you need to do free in person then you need to and right. she's like no you should be able to get me paid speaking engagements in three months right yeah yeah and i'm like <laughs> but, and so i literally the, is it actually one of my most popular videos on on youtube Everyone okay. loves that video, but it literally yeah. was directed at like, what do you need to do to get, to get speaking engagement?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And you're just like, sometimes people are like, they're insane. Yeah, and no. you're like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> the,
1: the work is tough. And a lot of people just don't realize how tough it is. And yeah. a lot of people, when they, when you tell them, this is what it takes. They're not, re- they're not, you find that they're not willing. They're not willing to do it. I mean, exactly. I don't think, I think if you, if you wanted to brand yourself in a certain way and you wanted to pursue any kind of online, like I think it's all possible. I used to, I used to feel like it was impossible because I looked at other people doing it and that, that era of Vine was where I really was very curious and wanted to be part of it.
0: And Mm -hmm. I would watch
1: like King Batch and all these other people. And I'm like, I want to do that. And, but then I would, it was so hard to just set up a camera and like I would have a good idea and then I wouldn't write it down. And then yeah. I would, oh, man, I forgot what that thing was that I was thinking about. And then, you know what I mean? And so it's like, yeah. but so to answer your other question, a lot of the things that I I started doing was if I was, I would take a notepad with me or I opened up um, different notes on my, on my phone. And so anytime I had a good idea or just any random idea, I would write it so I make sure I don't forget what it is. So, um, I learned about archetypes. And had to figure out what mine, mine was and I, and I, and I landed on the jester and the explorer and I tried to, you know, because with branding, it's all about how the, the, they see you. And then yeah. how do I communicate how they see me in a way that's consistent essentially and thinking about what the voice, the voice should be. So these are all things I had to start thinking about because I'm like, okay, I'm going to commit to this, but I have to think about that. The visuals, like someone said, oh, why don't you have shirts? I'm like, I don't, I just, I don't, you know, I don't need them. And they're like, no, you got to have them, and you got to take them and wear them when you go out in public and your videos, and put your logo on the back so people can see it. You know. So then I had a friend who just made me a few shirts, and I started wearing those out. And and what font am I going to be using when? You know those things are those things are important because yeah. they set you apart from everyone else. Colors. Yeah. I have to think about what color do I want my video to uh, to feel. I don't know, to like feel, uh, if it makes sense to feel like a certain color, hmm. and I don't, I want my videos to feel like orange. Okay. How well, like when you look at orange, what does that make you feel like? That, that was something that I remember actively thinking yeah. about.
0: I can't think of it, how it is in the color wheel. Cause I know with our clients, we, we give them the color wheel and we're like, what is, uh-huh. um, yeah, I can't remember what the emotions that are with orange.
1: It's just general warmth.
0: Okay.
1: The feeling of, of hunger. Okay. You know, with food, they put, they, they use orange, they use red, they use orange, yellow, things yeah. like that, like strawberries and whatnot. I know um, that those are very intention grabbing to too. Yeah. To make yeah. you feel hungry, and desire okay. to eat. So I I find that whenever I have that that idea in, in in the back of my head, and I'm trying to make a video that feels like they want to see more, then yeah. even without without actually putting any color in the video, the the thought helps me create the content that says all right, leave them on a cliffhanger here so that you can give them more of it the next time around because I know yeah. that they want more of it. So right. things like that. And then just being, trying to be honest and straightforward, but also mm-hmm. being relatable and transparent. I don't see anyone who shows their mistakes. <laughs> you know, I've had, I've had some, uh, three serious mistakes and I've talked about them. I've posted the, the pictures to show okay. The, okay. the faults.
0: I remember one where the, the dog bit you recently.
1: Yeah, is that what you're talking got, about? No, no. There was one where, where I where um someone left their dog with me, and oh. um and but I usually say don't don't leave any collar like just a flat collar on the dog. Okay. So they had a a pinch collar on, and the collar was on there. It's a long haired dog, and it was on there for ten days, and I didn't notice it the whole time because um, I I'm also I don't I follow a very strict routine, and so okay. going through my routine, it didn't really involve also playing with the dog and in enough to notice that it was there so it was all the way up here and so it so it causes pressure sores because it's metal and it's just Mm. been rubbing against the dog's skin for that period of Mm. time so then by the end when they picked the dog up the dog had you know uh uh, pressure burns around around the neck and it just looked really bad they had to go shave it and things like that Mm. and i felt I felt originally I was like, you know what, that wasn't my fault because it's in the agreement that you shouldn't leave. You should only put a flat collar on. But then I had to think again and humble myself and realize that if I was in their position and I left my dog with someone who should know, that was the important thing is that I should I should know to check. And mm-hmm. it's not, they, they, they I should know more than them is, is really what it came to. And so I had to like do that. And then I apologized and I refunded the money mm-hmm. and I, and I, I tried to keep the friendship, you know, cause they off, they wanted to have me come go hiking with them and things like that. So that was a great learning experience, but then it also helped me realize that I need to come up with rules and check and checklists and things mm-hmm. like that. And so. From that point on, every time I interacted with a dog, there would be a checklist that I would go through and make sure that, oh, there's there's this and this is not there and all the things that I need to hear. And then yeah. now you sign it so that we're both in agreement and then we can begin. So-
0: I mean, I... Would say the same thing has happened. We, we started this business in 2019 and like the contract that we have people sign now is so much yeah. bigger because you kind of like, yeah. you learn things are like, Oh, I need to make sure that this is in there for that. So that this yeah. is more defined or, um, I will, we learned that. And like we have like so many processes that the team has to use now and things. Right. You know, I completely agree. Things just evolve. Um, yeah. well, I, so I did want to ask one thing. We kind of touched upon it with like negative reviews and things like that, but i do know because i occasionally i i know that i was looking at the video that um that of us of me and the pups and i was like oh, yeah. god i just i wonder if people like said anything super negative about like she's it. like a horrible human or sure. whatever i think i think at least the last time i checked everyone was pretty good you know but um yeah
1: yeah it was there was nothing to to
0: yeah but like how do you deal with like someone that's just like a complete like asshole like you were talking about like people going back and forth in the comments do you ever just i mean i know sometimes i i have had people say the negative things and i'm like i really don't have time to even respond to your just blatant negativity for just negativity's sake and i'll just you know right. block them and just say i don't even need you so like what is your yeah. feeling about that people that are just like assholes for just just to be an asshole a troll whatever you want to call them
1: sure Well, you, you have to know that those people are going to be negative regardless of what you do. Mm -hmm. And that's the first, that's the first thing is that you're not going to turn that person's feelings about you around in any possible way. They've already made their decision. And when you're, when you're hosting a public page, I think you have to decide this is my rule. I, I don't care what you say as long as you don't insult. Whatever or Mm -hmm. or whatever whatever the rule is, and so for me, I usually unless someone calls me like an idiot or something like that, that feels like an actual insult. If they're just like, oh, he doesn't know what he's doing, those those are fine. But there are a couple of things that I just absolutely won't allow. If someone calls me an 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 animal abuser, I don't allow Mm -hmm. that. You know, things like that. So there are a couple Mm -hmm. of rules with that. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: ultimately, it's not it's not especially my way because I started off just as an average user with maybe like my friends, 700 of my friends following me for a while and then i went from that to 100,000 in like one week mm-hmm. and of course that was exciting but then with that comes the negative negativity mm-hmm. as well and yeah. so you have to you it, it's tough initially because you take the, you take that personally and so i went through a, a period of uh it felt de- it felt depressive in a way because when you read it for some reason your brain won't allow you to focus on the good comments yeah. it only allows you to focus on the negative ones
0: yeah
1: and so what i did was that instead of i would i would just practice replying with positive things and just being being almost condescending with my reply but just like if they said oh that's stupid i would say you're stupid if they said that's fantastic i would say you're fantastic and so so then that became a game for me mm-hmm. and 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 so it was easier for for me to then go through and and just reply to it dispassionately instead mm-hmm. of feeling like i had you know because i'm like okay well i don't think i'm an idiot so that obviously that cannot be true however yeah you're an idiot <laughs> and then i would leave it at that but i don't i don't like to reply i don't like to reply to them However, I realized that I need them. So now I turn, I turn that into like, okay, let me see what I can say or do to keep this person coming back because yeah. all I have to do is delete their comment and they're going to be pissed off or block them and they're going to go make another page and come back or whatever mm-hmm. the case is. So I, I kind of manipulate the situation to my benefit. Or, yeah. or the other thing that I do now is that I'll, I'll find a comment that's, that I can make a video about. Because yep. you know uh, they're like clapback videos, and mm-hmm. so that has become part of my my thing now. <laughs> so yeah. from time to time, I'll go through once or twice a week and look for the the most outlandish comment, perhaps, and then I'll yeah. try to just make a, a joke video about that. And a, a lot of people really really like that. So now when I read them, I just I'm looking for them because I want to see which one I can use and, and, yeah. and so. But it as, takes as it takes a, help. Yeah,
0: they help
1: yeah. you. Sure. But it that's, takes a while to, a lot of people don't have the, that sort of inner, uh way to say it. They're not at peace enough with themselves. And I think a lot of yeah. people are seeking validation. And so when they have a negative, a negative comment, they, it, it affects them, you know? Yes. And nothing wrong with that, it's human nature. But I think, right. I think if you just say to yourself, like this person has too much time, People who, people who are busy, who are doing things, they're not sitting there writing negative comments. The only people who are sitting there being, and, and continually, you know, feeding in feeding you with that negativity are people who are not doing anything uh, who are not happy and that's just
0: yeah they're not happy they they have other issues that they're dealing with and and things like that you know i mean my mom always told me if you don't have anything nice to say don't say it at all but with the whole internet thing they can be anonymous and all this kind of stuff so yeah so all the things that you can think of but yeah it's it's more yeah they have a very sad life they have to make those comments. <laughs>
1: yeah. And yeah. all all it takes for you is just click on their profile and it'll tell you all you need to know. You'll yeah. see like five or six pictures that have no, you know, they have nothing to do with each other. And then you might, you maybe see a picture of them, but may, most likely you won't see anything. So yeah, it's like, just why waiting. would you respond to a person who has a picture of an, an avatar of a cat or some, you know, I don't know?
0: Yeah, I agree. Well, yeah, so... Uh, for other uh, content creators out there, what three tips would you would you give them
1: it's really just just start just okay. if you want to do it just start doing it don't try to be perfect don't don't wait for it to be perfect it'll never really feel perfect you'll never have the right equipment you know you'll never have the right lighting you'll never be in you you'll you just have to just do it and I think that mm-hmm. a lot of people don't realize because when people see the see a video that looks perfect they don't realize that they have to rehearse that over and over again you can find the people who on the other on the other end of your school of thought and try to pander to them i think that's i think that that's a good strategy i've actually had that work for a few other people as Mm. well who 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 have just tried to incite more conversation um patience you have to be patient because, mm-hmm. so if you're going to be a content creator and you're the the goal really shouldn't be aiming for virality because it's just you, you, who knows i posted a video with no captions no hashtags nothing and the video went viral so there's no there's no real it's very rare that you can make a video purposefully for that reason mm-hmm. so i think that shouldn't be your goal it's your goal should really just be like wanting to make the content helpful to other people.
0: I think there's a, there's so much that we kind of covered upon but all of the things I feel like that I have to tell like prospective clients and people like people like that so just really yeah. great information and I think one of the most important things is yeah just start don't worry about perfection um it's just I mean oh it's just I'm never sorry going sorry to I,
1: I hate the, I hate cutting yeah. people off but it just no. hit me boom yeah sound ahead. sound okay
0: okay good sound, sound. audio
1: yeah the beauty of sound is that when it's good, you don't notice it
0: because okay. it's good. Okay.
1: So if you have bad sound, I don't care how beautiful and cinematic your video looks, all you're gonna hear is the hissing and the whatever. Yeah. If you're using your camera's sound, everyone else has some kind of lapel mic or something. And so they're all the way over there. You can still hear them as if they're right here because they have yeah. that that, okay. that um mic with them. So if you're making a video and you don't have good sound, it's going to be terrible.
0: Mm. There's no,
1: there's no way to, you know, just think about it. Go into a movie as well. Like you're watching a movie and,
0: yeah, I
1: don't know if you've ever watched a, a low budget. Have you ever watched a Nigerian film? I'm from Nigeria, so I. Don't-
0: <laughs> I have not. I don't. I don't believe that I have.
1: All right. Well, you know how you're in a scene. And there's two people, and you're going from this person's view to this person's view. It really yeah. should feel like it's on the same audio. Uh, track yeah. but yeah. you can hear the cut like you might hear oh. a car that mm. when they cut to this person that car is no longer moving in that sound so th- that's the kind of thing that that's what it feels like it's hard to watch for me my sister loves them it's hard for me to watch many nigerian films because that's how they film it without okay. any continue without so you, all you can do here is the sound so it's very annoying so when you're yeah. doing social media if you had to invest your money in anything just get a little. I've got one of these little things. They have the the ones that pin here. Sound.
0: Yeah, I I agree. Yeah. The sound is definitely is definitely key because that, that is one yeah. of the things that I notice. I'm like I can't. I visuals too though for me too. I sometimes. Sure. But so I believe. I mean, I I I know a lot of people don't like Gary V. Whatever, but mm-hmm. some but he actually does impart information that I think does have value, and he's so yeah. messy. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, a giant yeah. mess. Um, yeah, and and so and I think that that's kind of one of the biggest things. If you actually are giving value, then people really will give you a yeah. break.
1: People will give you a break up till a certain point. If you uh, yes. if you actually go look at Gary Vee's content, as popular as he used to be, the videos are not doing as well as they used to.
0: Ah, because if you really go
1: like yeah, I and, I and I know that because I think yesterday I went on a, just a thing where I was scrolling through and and, and whatnot the style the style is like you said it's messy but he has chosen a few different things and i think that he's he started he started doing a green screen thing where he just like points and talks about a couple of things that are happening yeah. you know and, and a picture in the background of, of the, the frame yeah. and he's he's trying because i think he's also realized that there's something that's not working which there's again that's the whole point of it is to try new things yeah but but yeah just just something I noticed
0: interesting I'll have to go take a look yeah. you know i thank you for mentioning that so now you know it's it's all about trial and error but um yeah Eric, yeah. Erica this is like so much much fun I I definitely you've given a great tips I think that a lot of people can learn from and that yeah it's not it's not magic it takes time no. and it takes yeah. effort and
1: it's exhausting yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but it's worth but it's worth it you
0: know yeah yeah well, so I'm if sorry. Had... I don't.
1: I hate doing this, but I, I keep doing it. <laughs> Do it.
0: There me.
1: is there is one thing that I think is important for people that I that I should mention. Yeah, so, tell
0: me.
1: I think that there should be an ultimate point to what you're doing, and there should be there should be a funnel system where you're getting people from TikTok and you're getting them from Instagram and from YouTube. What is the point of all of that content? How are you going to make money from it? are you selling Mm -hmm. something if you're doing it if you know what what is the point everything should come down to a website or or an email list or something like that so yes for me i had to learn that because what happens if tiktok just decides they're going to get banned well they're not going to decide it but but what happens if the if the instagram goes away now all of a sudden you go from being someone with 10 million followers to being nothing again and So it's important to also remember what the whole point is. And so when I go through and I comment to people and all of that stuff, at some point in the comments, I'm like, all right, find more of my training at ericandcaprithepup.com or yeah. join the newsletter. If someone asks me a question, I will I will tell them to email me so that I can answer it in an email because mm-hmm. now I have their email. And eventually mm-hmm. later on, if I need to market anything or whatever it is, then they've been filtered at least through the system in some way that I can retrieve the information. So a lot of people who I know, I follow, and they post videos and they're doing really well, but it's not going anywhere, there's no point to it. It's just Mm -hmm. for the immediate gratification. And all I know for sure is that at some point, just like Myspace was popular and then went away and we were also like, oh, top eight, top eight. Like it's just a trend, eventually it will become, even right now TikTok is starting to sort of feel Like you really have to put out, you know, before it used to be easy, you just post a video and it just goes viral for no reason. But now you have to actually put a lot of effort in. And so a lot of people don't who don't want to put in that effort They've they've already lost and they're posting videos and they're not doing as well anymore. And so Mm. so now what are you if you don't have, you know, if you don't have those if you don't have the social media? Right? Yeah. So there should be a there should be a a place where you're catching all of these people and all of the traffic needs to be, kind of, you know, directed to, wh- whatever where it's the most beneficial to you. And so having a website, or at least a landing page, and having some way to collect information, you know, mm-hmm. it's all about information ultimately. So
0: yeah. that's, I think no, an important I thing completely I to, agree. To, to yeah. omni-channel because you can't, you can't put, yeah, you can't guarantee anything. Well, Eric, well, so if someone wants to connect to you, they want to learn uh, more about you and they want to work with you. How can they yeah. do that?
1: Eric and Capri the dot com,
0: <laughs> And all of that <laughs> is going to be in the show notes and the description box, as well as your social media handles. Yeah. It's all, it's Eric- all
1: the same and I'm, it's consistent. Eric and Capri the pub.com and all, all the platforms and on my website. Yeah. So. Yeah,
0: Yeah. so please go look him up. And Eric, thank you so much for being here. It was a really great conversation and I learned a lot. Um, and thank you so much.
1: Thanks for having me. Take care.
0: <laughs> yeah, and thank you for listening and watching. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye.